Hello everyone and welcome aboard the Gilded Lily. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down here at our desks, pick up a quill and pretend to be someone we're not, using these uh, funny-shaped rocks with numbers on them. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy. Second by second, line by line. This one here is about a few college roommates who abandon higher education and accidentally become pirates. Well, hopefully the good kind. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with. Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and problematic content that often comes with these dungeons and dragons as you pull them out of the box. In short, it just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our funny little characters. What adventures will our rascals get into this week? Well, let's roll some dice and find out together. Hello, Krulog. I am currently eating donut I stole from Henry's stores. Do I feel bad? Yes. Is it delicious? Always. Anyways, the new members of the security team ran off to the Shattered Herald. The ship we stole from Aurora and her captain to check on Gillian's arcane cannon. I am very excited we found it. I bet it is very good at shooting those sea rat seagulls that are always stealing my donuts. I can't wait to test it on them. I've been told to sit behind with Vapa while Captain and the newbies go find Galahad. I hope they don't get mind controlled like Aurora was. She was very scary before Kopthak slapped her with his ghost hand. I am leaving. Goodbye, book. I need to find more donut. Bye. Okay, so um, you all wanted to do something before. I'm yeah, I wanted to check out the cannon with someone that has a brain. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he only had a brain. Uh, <laughs> we all have brains. I say that to you guys, and whoever wants to come can go. <laughs> we hear like the all of you going down the stairs as you make your way down to the cargo hold where the arcane cannon is still sitting in the shattered herald. They haven't removed it yet. Okay. So there's I mean, a missing piece, right? Yeah, it's right here. Right? Um, how about we also take a piece? Huh. Okay. So if they get it, they can't use it. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. How but do we um, break this 
thing. Right. See, I... this is where you guys come in, because I was just going to like hit it was... until something comes off. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, we don't, yeah. don't mess with that. Uh, that break. might explode. Than it is to put it back together. So yeah, that's I did. Something breaks. I had a moment of clarity and was like, I should ask the team. Um, how should we do this? Well, let's can see I... if there's things that could be detached. Can I make a, like a, I don't know, an Arcana check to see, is there an important piece that there, you know, like what sections of it look important? Yeah. Um, I'll let you do an Arcana check. So I think I want to just set the precedent. Um, who else here is proficient in Arcana? Me. Um, it should be water vehicles. So this is considered a water vehicle. <laughs> if you if you if you put it on a piece of wood and then shoot it, you're gonna go somewhere in the water. But um, vehicle is a very. So I I asked this because I just assumed that with four wizards there'd be at least two of you who have Arcana. So what? I'd assume three. What or at least three? <laughs> Sam, are you not proficient? Can I, can I do regular investigation? I'm not good with Arcana, but I can not, look at it. You know what's funny, though? Hold on, wait. You're the we just, wizard of the wizards. Yeah, I just want to say that <laughs> she is actually still in school. Still in school. Legit. Hey, I learned how to do a lot of things. That doesn't mean that I can. But Arcana, she's one of them. Oh, my God. So, wait, is it just Riley? No. You no, no, no. Oh. I also have uh, Arcana Okay, position. cool. So can I help cool. Riley with this uh, Arcana check? Yes. Yes. Okay, so roll me Arcana with advantage. Oh, advantage. Or both of you can roll. You want me to have advantage? Yeah, yeah, roll with advantage. Okay, two blue dice. I got a twenty. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. So you and Yuana, looking at the, the, the big stone ring that's missing a piece, you start to just investigate that in particular, see what's weird about it. And feeling along, the, the, the stone is like totally seamless. But as you're like moving your hand along it, feeling like the, the grooves of the metal and all the different inlays, you notice that one the, the metal inlay that goes around the center of this ring, kind of like banding it, there's a gap where the piece is missing. And looking around, you start to follow that metal inlay and your finger rolls over a bump. And you just kind of instinctively push on it, and a piece pops out. And looking at the big ring, you notice that it's exactly 90 degrees from the other one. And then with a little more investigating between you and Ioana feeling around and just poking spots on this ring, you find two more pieces that pop out. There's one at each like cardinal direction. Oh, look at that. Uh, should we just take more than one then? Should we all take a piece? I mean, uh, maybe maybe we can uh yeah it's uh, like it's leave I mean, one with vapa maybe so so that different wow. people have it and that it is impossible to uh assemble and use the cannon without everybody being there yeah. i mean oh it's like oh i read this book it's kind of like assembling um voltron i don't know um I, I think. <laughs> while this piece fits in your hand you do notice there is a faint like heat coming from it you don't know exactly why or what. Uh, Semozira, would you still like to roll that investigation check? Yeah. Oh, let's just do it. Uh-oh. Um, okay, so with a nine, you don't know exactly how you managed to make this happen, but you're holding the piece, right? And you like hold it in your hand and you're just like kind of hold, like messing with it. Um, and s s there's some, me some mechanism where you 
you're holding it. It's this kind of half crescent. And you hold it in your palm so that like the, the inside of the crescent is facing your palm. And you just kind of wrap your fingers around it. And as you do, you watch a ring of energy go from one end of this piece to the other. And it makes a band around like the backside of your hand, a band of magic. How do you tell them that you found something? Uh, guys, <laughs> look what I did. <laughs> Sem is pointing it. Uh, don't point that at me. Hey, I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna do it too. And all of you notice that when first, all of you notice that the heat has vanished from the ones you're holding, and Sem's is glowing with this vibrant light. But when Sem swings her arm, look what I did. You hear, <clears throat> and you watch as the cannon aims and orients at who are you pointing at? I wasn't. I, I didn't point at anyone in particular. I just turned around. So the whole lot of. <laughs> The, the cannon, just all of the rings lift up and slide along the orb and aim in whatever direction uh, Semozero's hand is pointing. Hit the deck! And I jump. <laughs> don't tell it to fire. Whatever you do, don't tell it to fire. Uh, it's I do, I, real quick, I'm going to... Wait, hold on. No, what? that's exactly what I want to do. But I'm not gonna. Oh, I will use message. I'll use... Can I use message on Kotak or Vapa? Yeah. Are they like close? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna message them. And I'm gonna be like, uh, we got a situation here. Um on the uh, uh magic cannon on on the loose. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Another one. I... Did you say on the loose? What does that even mean? I look at Kotak Please and I have it in my hand. <laughs> Kotak is not here. He's not message. here. I'm messaging him. And oh, like, you're messaging uh, him. I kind of want to Sam's doing something and it's moving. All right, I'm coming down. You should get down here. I'll bring Papa too. A few minutes later, Kothak arrives. Um, and we're all standing frozen and, and nobody's <laughs> moving. What Sam is doing as I'm moving back and forth, I'm, I'm just making sure that it's going to keep doing what I do. Yeah. Wherever you keep swinging your, like, pointing your hand, the cannon is following it, almost like you're aiming a laser pointer. Yeah. Nice. I, like, yeah. calmly walk up to Sam and try and figure out which arc she has. Because you said they're each one, like, north, south, east, west, right? Yep. Yeah, which one does uh, she have? There's no particular markings on it, but you notice they all look kind of, they all look basically the same. Oh. So they're we, all crescents? They're all, like, half crescents. We should leave that one to Kothak. What? Um, Sam, do you like? Do you do anything other than like wave it around? Can I fire it? Oh my god! We are in a inside inside the deck of the ship. I mean, if I shoot oh. it straight, it won't sink the ship. What's your wisdom, dude? You guys, just just to clarify, you're in the hull of the ship still. They haven't taken the gun out. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Oh yeah, no, I know. We're at the bottom. We are going to sailing this ship up the river tomorrow. No, seriously, what's your wisdom? Look, look, that is besides the point. I'm in control right now, all right? Are you listening to me? That's why we are worried. Are you wise enough to know not to do that? And I'm not. I am wise enough to be able to control this thing. No. Can you control it so that it stops doing it and doesn't threaten all of us and the crew of the ship that uh, we are docked to? We don't need the other part, do we? Nope. Huh? We don't. We're we, missing we don't a need part. The, 
there's missing a uh, missing piece, but we're controlling the we cannon right now. We don't know what that even that missing piece does. Yeah, don't I don't know be, if that, that means that the, we can't fire it. That could be like the energy source that makes it actually. Because I what I can what I've gleaned from it is that it does force damage. It's kind of like a concentrated magic missile, like huge. Okay, but like, what if the piece that Galahad has can do the exact same thing, and uh, it's just the control mechanism mechanism for the cannon, and that just basically there is more than one control mechanism for the cannon, like redundant pieces that do the same thing. Right. Um, I think that's a good point because, well, no, because if imagine if you died and you had the controller, you fell off the ship and you were in the bottom of the ocean, the damn thing would be useless. Oh, Kozak, you're here. Fantastic. So it's doing that. So we shouldn't put it on our ship because then he can um, control it and shoot it at itself. That's what we on our person. But we shouldn't keep it here either because we're going to take the ship and then he could use it to shoot us with it. That would be bad. Sam, can you let it go? Or is it like stuck to your hand? You want me just to drop it? Uh, I I put my other hand under and I tried to just drop it into the other hand. When you let go, you watch the ring kind of fall and the, the, the band of energy is still on your, like the back of your palm. And it kind of, as you like shake your hand to try and get it off, it slides off and it's making like a bracelet now. Hey, nah, I don't think he wants to leave me. <laughs> it will look, it looks like it's not engaging it anymore. Um, and I, as you notice, Sem is playing with it. The cannon isn't moving anymore. It's still pointing in the last place that Sem had it aimed, but it's not obeying anymore. Uh, someone else try and activate theirs. Okay. I, so I'm going to try. It seems that whatever hand the band is on, the piece needs to be in that hand, too. Um, as you you like give, it, give this thing a squeeze on the back of your palm, um, you feel it suddenly get warm, and the same band of energy appears around the back of your palm. And everyone else, you notice that yours like goes cold. And is there still a band on Sam's hand? Yep. Hmm. Are we all just attuning to the cannon right now and we will stay attuned to it? Do I understand what is happening here, like magically speaking? Um, yeah, I think it, with this much playing with it, you kind of get a sense that these things allow someone to control it. But based on you guys like engaging them and passing them around, it can only take one control at once. But like the the advantage here is that it does you're not necessarily attuning it. You're just turning on your controller, which turns off all the other ones. Okay, so while someone else has their controller on, I'm gonna try and turn mine on to see if it overrides it or if it's like a That's it that's exactly what happens. Oh, so it's whoever okay. Yeah, the the moment a new signal comes in, yeah, the moment a new arcane signal comes in, all the other ones turn off. Oh, then we can leave it on the ship with two controllers and then if they see it moving, just constantly turn it on and off. So that you know, yeah, and and let's let's take one controller with us. So if we see uh, Galahad doing something weird with his controller, uh, we can override the signal with our right. thing. Does this can yeah? take ammo, or is it just like pure magic and just? It doesn't shoot. seem like there's any ammunition. Okay. Question: We didn't yeah. move it yet, right? No, it's no. still on the ship. Nope. So when we move it, before we put it in our spot on our ship can we see if we can shoot it that's that's kind of flashy i don't know if we want to 
let them know that we have the cannon. You I know? just don't want to be surprised if they can control it and we can control it. If we know that at least can't shoot or can't shoot, then we'll know. And I think it might also be useful to attempt to check what the range of it is, how far the controller has to be from the cannon. That's fair. Maybe maybe there is a there is a range limit, and basically Galahad cannot do anything uh, while he is far away from it. I can but swim maybe save the range. Yeah. Um. So with enough time and effort, a bunch of crew members get together and they're able to use some ropes and kind of like wooden platforms to like hoist this thing up and carry it better. Um. And they manage to take it out of the ship. Um. With one of you on the ship, I'll give you this piece of information that when it gets about 30 feet away from you while your ring is active, it just stops responding to it. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so there's a range here. Um, so you can't like trigger it from hundreds and hundreds of feet away. Um, and they put it on the lily, take it down and do its cargo hold. And who do you want to give the controllers to? The captain. Captain can... Who's, who's going with us and who's staying? I think we're all going, aren't we? I mean, like, Vapa and Kothak, are both of them going with this, or...? Um, I'll, I'll give you this. Kothak has insisted he goes with you just in case Galahad is worse than she was. Worse than Aurora was. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he can serve as kind of a ward against whatever influence that thing has. Alright, so Kothak is coming with us, but the rest of the crew is staying with the Lily. I think yeah? we leave them both with Vapa. Um, my next guess would be Neil, but I don't quite trust him to not play with it. And Vapa knows, understands about complex magics. She will be able to, like, maybe do some research yeah. on it and figure out more about how it works and if it can be used with only three out of four controllers being present. Yeah, I think that's the safest bet. Cool. Okay. okay. Um, any last-minute preparations where we can board the Herald and make our way? Uh, I just want to show Kothak the, the, the black tentacle stone of badness uh, that we found and uh, ask him about it. Um, and I say, oh, we, we, we found this on Aurora and we, we were able to identify its purpose. It can cast powerful mind-controlling magic, but there is something strange about it, something uh, Deeper. unpleasant. Yeah. That's probably how she was connected to it. Oh, that entity or whatever it probably reached through this idol. Uh, we had we had um, the, previously, like I said, we had encountered another captain of a ship. Um, he had an idol on his desk that was serving as a channel. Can we uh, like lock it safely in a place where it won't be able to influence anybody or uh, destroy it? Um, I I have a bag of holding that might cut it off. All right, I could put it in my back pocket. Ah, that probably won't cut it off. Oh. oh. Your left butt cheek will be evil. <laughs> I mean, have you seen this ass? You will grow tentacles in places where no tentacles should grow. Oh. Oh. I mean, is that such a bad thing? <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um, so Kothak takes the idol and kind of slips it into the bag. Is we can see if we can cleanse it later or something. Um, all right, I'll be on the Herald, um, getting things ready. Let me know when you're ready. I'm going to leave the rest of the security here with the ship, just in case Galahad has already left, and they're making their way back to us. Okay, so my understanding is that there is no point talking to Aurora, really, because we uh, understand that she will have no memories of the time when she was kind of possessed, right? I think so. That would be my best bet. 
Well then, uh, I will go and uh, take some provisions that we can load up on on the Herald. We don't know exactly how far up the river we will have to sail, right? Um, right. I, th- I think that's a good idea. All right. So I go to the kitchens and uh, sorry. What, what's the what's the place where cooking happens? Is called on the ship's home. It's no. It's kind of like one room. Um, it's just a kitchen. Yeah. Like they have a small right. kind of closet set up for Henry to do his cooking. He usually like that's more like a pantry, and then Henry brings the stuff out of the pantry to cook for everybody, and then puts it all back. Um, but you can root through there and get rations for like a couple days. It's called a galley. Yeah, galley, that's what I thought. Go. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, so so I go and um, if if Henry's there, I'm gonna uh, ask him to to help me pack up like durable things that will not spoil and just bring it to the Herald, and that's it. Okay, um, you you work with Henry pretty quickly, and he kind of provides you with the rations you need for at least a couple days, just in case. Um, and you make your way under the Herald, no problem. Would anyone else like to do anything to prepare? The maps. Uh, there were the maps. Maybe there is uh, uh, some some uh, information marked on the maps that Aurora had about where they were going. Up the river. Good call. Um, you find Vapa pretty quickly. Who wants to speak with her? Unless all of you want to. Your call. Group chat. Group chat. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'm down. Let's go. Okay. Um, you step into Vapa's quarters where she has same as before she still has a, uh, the desk with all the maps that you've kind of given her and she's kind of pouring over them and from the looks of it a lot of them are kind of small regional maps they aren't necessarily connected to one another and she goes oh thank you i was i was hoping to speak with you um you found these on the ship yes yes ma'am uh yeah so uh, looking, looking over these maps, a lot of them seem to be just trade maps, trade routes. The one map in particular stands out to me. It's a map of Strider's Landing and the coastline going in further. Um, it seems the location they wish they were scouting out is only a few hours up a river. Oh, okay. By their, by their best estimates. It's the only map that seems recently uh, used and written on. Only uh, an hour away by boat, or? Hour or two, depending on the tide. Or can we walk there too? I mean, the boat's pretty conspicuous. You can try um, walking, I but guess. It's, it might it's, take longer. It's their boat. It's also much more dangerous to go on foot in the jungles. Yeah. Oh, in, <clears throat> oh, sounds good. I have a quick question. When we, when we were fighting, didn't they sound the alarm? She did something, yes. And not all of the crew were stopped by us, right? Right. So it's safe to assume that they probably went back up the river and told them that we uh, attacked them and stole the ship. Maybe. Okay. You don't know, but that I would say that based on how everything went down, that could be a safe assumption. Uh, okay. That's That's not good. Oh boy. Alright, yeah, just respond to you. Yeah. Right. So, right. just expect. <laughs> let's, let's, go, uh, let's go fight some people. Just, the element of surprise is out the window. I mean, can we just talk to them? You could certainly try. Maybe Galahad is a lot better than Aurora. You, know? you met him? I, I said maybe. I, I don't. Oh. 
know him. No. Me, me, you. I don't. I go on shit with Wait, did we, did we all talk about the, the, the scrying and the vision and what Galahad looked like in this vision? Um, yeah, you converse that. Um, you know Galahad is a human. Um, God, if I remember from the vision, he was, according to Aurora, 5'11", so la- like a, <laughs> a larger person. Um, though from the, I know from the scrying, he was very blurry because your focus was on Aurora. So you got pieces of the conversation with her, but not like, you didn't get quite enough details on him to be able to recognize him. Yeah, but but the, but the thing is, he 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 looked kind of half mummified, and he had black eyes with no pupils. I'm kind of assuming that he is not going to be a reasonable fellow to talk to. He will be probably like Aurora was when she was growling at us yeah. and saying that her name is Urin. <laughs> very, I, very good points. Um, but you know, these people aren't really themselves. Yes. I mean, yeah, if we can kind of punch the devil out of him, then then maybe uh, maybe uh, we can have a conversation with him. But until we do, I would assume that he is going to be hostile. All right, I'm going to I need to use restroom real quick and then we can get rolling. You guys decide if you want to take the ship or not, because that's what it seems to be the point of contention here. Um, it's either take the ship or go I'm good with the water. ship. Uh, anything whatsoever is less dangerous. Yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, Joanna spent uh, some time in a in a temple that's uh, in the middle of nowhere in the jungle, and uh, traveling through the jungle would be much more unpleasant and difficult than just sailing. I, and well, yeah, and pretty boy. I mean, I mean, we can, if we if we're careful, uh, we have a chance to um, maybe. Uh, you know, just 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 uh, stop the boat uh, before we are in sight of whatever it is that they're doing, and uh, continue from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, are we taking the big boat, or are we taking like rowboat? We're taking the boat that big we stole from Big Herald. The Herald, the Herald um, that, that okay. we stole. Maybe we can act like we're part of, them? like mind control, y'all. Serve your master, and then we get close enough to Galahad, and then, as you said, punch the what, devil out of him. One, one, one of you said that you can disguise yourself, right? Oh, we we. Um, question: Do we know if you can control more than one person at a time? We don't know. I think. Wait, you're talking about the big bad god that can poke holes in reality? Oh, um, I think that's <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I, I think that's like, you know, no proof change. that we know that's what's happening. So. I'm just saying, if we're going to assume that's a safe assumption, the reality, hole-poking God can, you know, just charm a few people at once, I, th- I think. I think they can do that. You don't know if it's a God or not. That being said, I'm still kind of scared. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. So what's the consensus? We're taking the boat. Taking we're boat. Swimming. Hey adventurers, if you'd like more where that came from, please take the time to support us by following us on Twitter, reviewing us on Podchaser, or iTunes, or you know, just sharing us with your friends. Storytelling is our passion, and I want to bring that passion to anyone who will listen. Now, you can also support us directly by buying merch from our Redbubble. We have fun stickers, t-shirts, 
and a poster of our official character art. That you'll find linked in our description. Every dollar you spend in that store goes directly to supporting our show, specifically the hosting costs for our website and the podcasts. You know, hosting isn't free and it's not really that cheap either. So if you'd like to help out, stop by. You'll find the link in this episode description. If you want to learn more about the show or name your very own NPC that's non-player character, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. This week, we're giving a shout out to Beholder to No One. A while back, I guessed it on Nikki's show and it was a blast. So take some time and go check out all the cool stuff she's making. Now they're doing actual plays and interviews and man, she is hustling and it's awesome. Hello, I'm Nikki from Beholder to No One, a D&D podcast. If you're looking for discussion episodes, Greg and I talk about D&D and TTRPG topics each Monday with guests from the TTRPG community. On Thursdays, we swap between either non-D&D TTRPG one-shots that we call Beholder to One-Shots, or we do a 5e D&D actual play that falls into a homebrew horror-esque setting. All episodes release at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find out more information on Twitter or Facebook at Beholder to No One, or you can listen to our episodes wherever podcasts can be found. Hope to hear from you soon. All right, let's get back to the show. Taking the boat. Okay. Um, so Kothak gets on the ship along with you, and who would like to take the sail or take the helm? Kothak could do it. I know Red's very capable. Um, Kothak. Oh, don't fuck it up. Yep. Okay. Um, with that being said, Kothak takes the wheel. Let me just. Is it still? Is it still light? Jesus, take the wheel. Um. Yeah. I guess it would. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Didn't we start this at night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first. Yeah, we, we 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 started at night, but at, at, at sunset, so it's still nighttime. In this case, because jo- Joanna will be pretty useless at uh, like being on the lookout because I can't see in the dark at all. Same. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is, um, do I have the uh, like the material component for uh, my find familiar like? Maybe I, for just one one casting, or I would assume you would. Um, for material components, I, I would assume you have like a component pouch or something like that. Yeah, but it has a cost. The the it it uses uh, like incense and herbs and then charcoal that's worth ten gold. I think you can. Yeah, those kind of things you can pretty easily find on the ship. Charcoal, gold. That's. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So in this case, I would like to spend while we'll while we'll sailing uh, an hour and ten minutes um, casting uh, find familiar as a ritual, and I want to uh, turn holy the lizard into uh, holy the fruit bat. Ooh, like a flying uh, fox. Yeah, and yes. uh, and uh, like a little jungle what? fruit bat. Uh, and uh, she will uh, she will be able to fly ahead of the ship and kind of check around corners to make sure we don't sail straight into them. Have you never seen a flying fox? It is. Is very that a real cute sentence? And... Like, is that what you really meant to ask me? Flying, <laughs> no. Flying fox. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really big, cute fruit, cute fruit bats. They're they're bats that look like foxes that can fly. And they are no, also no, no, gigantic. No, no, but no, no, no. Uh, Holly, Holly is tiny. Holly is, okay, she's is, is very, very small. She's Aww. she's not a uh, she's not the size of a small human. Is it those things that we saw? Did we look that up before? Definitely. Uh, yes. Um, who has like boxes? Who has the spyglass? 
Uh, what did I say? I think we gave it back. It's not us. Definitely, oh. we do not have the spyglass. Then I, I will request that I um borrow the spyglass. That's fine. Perfect. It's gonna be hard to. It's gonna be hard because it. I mean, it is nighttime. But if um Galahad is using any kind of light in the jungle, you'll be able to spy on them from the shadows, no problem. Sweet. Okay. Add that to my inventory. So, you take the time. What does it look like as you cast the spell to turn Holly into a fruit bat? Uh, I. Uh kind of sit with her and uh, I um, light the incense and uh, prepare all the ingredients that the material components that the spell requires. Um, and uh, I kind of uh, sit with, with Holly the lizard as she is right now. Um, and uh, the smoke kind of wraps around her and she becomes for a moment uh, like more and more transparent, like turning into the incense smoke herself, and then that smoke sh forms into a different shape, and she becomes a bat. That is so cool. It is very slow and takes quite a lot of time, and I'm just sitting there on the deck, uh, turning a lizard into a bat. As, the smoke as is super slow, <laughs> <laughs> and it takes forever. I think maybe that my teacher like taught me this. Uh, uh, dispel uh, partially as a like meditative exercise to uh, be more patient and calm myself uh, because it takes such a long time and requires uh, concentration. All right. Um, so you all take the time to sail quietly down this jungle river. Can I get perception checks from everyone? It's in the dead of night. Am I rolling too? Oh, um, because you're using the spell? No, not at the moment. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It, it's um, taken over. Gonna roll at disadvantage, right? Mm -hmm. Do I get an advantage because I have a spyglass, or like, does it cancel out? Um, I'd say out on the yeah. river, there aren't any light sources that catch your eye just yet, so it wouldn't be useful. Either way, that's gonna be a three. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. like using the spyglass, and you're like, it's dark. I don't see anything. They're hiding in the shadows. Oh man. I got a thirteen. 13. Um, what did uh, Riley get? Natural one. Oof. Okay. Oh, wow. So as you all are going, Kothak isn't really looking because it's dark and he's trying to pay attention to the river to make sure he doesn't crash into the bank. You know, like, pull it up on land. But in traveling through Zira, um, you notice that the jungle it, at this time of night is loud. And it's full of the, like... You know, you could hear howler, howler, howler monkeys in the distance, um, bird calls that you've nowhere near familiar with because you've you know lived in the city. Um, but it, the the cacophony of the jungle around you as you're going down this stream is overwhelming. Um, an hour passes and you're feeling a little more paranoid because one, you haven't seen any other people. And occasionally you feel like you're being watched, but you can't place why. Um, so, guys, uh, there, do you guys see anything out there? Uh, I'm pretty sure someone watched. Not with a natural one, I don't. <laughs> Is that someone oh. watching us? Uh, it definitely seems that way. I can't exactly see anyone, but I can feel them. I start waving my hand in all directions. I get that feeling all the time, actually. Um, so waving your hand around in all directions doesn't really do anything. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone's watching this. 
<laughs> you hear a faint chuckle from the forest now. <laughs> Damn it. But after an hour of the ship just kind of lazily moving along the water, the stream is not a heavy current. It's not fast. Um, but it is carrying you, carrying the Herald downstream a bit. There's just enough wind kind of going through this tree corridor to keep the ship moving. Um, red, one thing you do get while you have been kind of looking is that knowing that the wind is low, the river would be flowing from the mountains out. So you guys are pushing upstream, so it's slow. It takes a little bit longer than you would expect. But after about an hour and a half-ish. Oh wait, I have a question. When I use message, do I know if it connected with a person? I will give you that, yes. So if I were to theoretically just point my finger in random directions as we sail up this river and use message, what are the odds of me actually hitting someone? Mm, give it a try. I, I would love to give it a try. I'm just going to say boo <laughs> to everyone. If it connects, I'm going to say boo, I see you. Okay. Um, so how many, you keep doing this. Oh, I see you. And keep doing it and nothing happens. And then right when you're like, I'm not going to get anything. You just kind of point off in the trees and you go, oh, I see you. And then you hear, <laughs> as oh, a, and you hear, the, you hear the trees like scattering as a monkey just takes off. <laughs> hey. You terrified my monkey. That didn't work as planned, but pretty funny. Yeah, like in the, the the kind of low light of kind of the moonlight coming in, you can kind of see faintly the the shape of the monkey swinging through the trees and running for your life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after kind of going down this straight river up, it starts to take a lazy bend a little bit. That would be like eastward, like further inland, and. Kothak starts to sl slow the ship down a little as through the trees you can kind of see a faint flickering torchlight. Um, maybe a couple hundred feet away, for a little further down river around the bend, but Kothak kind of like raises his hand and goes, Do you all see that? Do I have Holly at yeah. this point? Mm -hmm. I say I can I can send Holly ahead so that she can see what, what's there. Okay. Um Kothak says that's that's a good idea. Okay, so uh, Holly pops out from the pocket in my uh, in my vest, and I just uh, send her flying. Um, I hold on to like the railing because I, I can't see or hear anything other than what she does. Uh, she has sixty feet of blindsight, uh, and I am sending her forward to take a look at it. Okay, so roll me or. It's a fruit bat. I don't really think you need to roll stealth. You want to roll me a perception check using Holly's numbers? Yeah. Oh, God, it's a 10. It's a 10. Uh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, she has advantage on checks that rely on hearing. So maybe uh, I can roll that. That's still a 10. That other roll was a 3. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not, all, not great, but not bad either. Um, so with Holly you kind of fly her through the jungle, um, through the trees. You can hear other like creatures and things like that as she's flying through, but she basically goes for the light. And pretty quickly you've come upon 
what looks to be a small makeshift camp on the riverside. Mm-hmm. You see there are two kind of haphazard wooden docks built into the shore, um, like a sandy shoreline that's 10 feet deep. Um, you can see two tents that look like they haven't been used in a while. Um, there's a, 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 a some kind of stone tower that you can clearly hear things bouncing off of just because stone you know, resonates differently than everything else in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And flying over the water, you see something interesting. You see a shipwreck in the middle of the river. Um, if everyone is on roll 20, take a look at the map. Ooh. It's loading still. Yikes. Oh, that looks so awesome. Which side are we coming from? The south? Southwest. Okay. Now, you see this kind of haphazard shipwreck. Um, and you can tell it's a shipwreck mostly because there are pieces of the ship still sticking out of the water. Um, a lot of the, the wooden planks and hull look like they're charred. You can see that various torches have been lit. And among this, you can see there are, with a perception check, how close do you want to get? Uh, kind of around the, like skirting around the edges of the light so that she is not in light, but uh, like some distance away. So kind of fly around this entire situation, like maybe getting like like this close maybe, but not so closer. So while you're flying there um, with your 10, here's what you'll get. You see three people among this kind of scattered shipwreck, and they're mostly around where the torches are lit. You can see there are two crewmen. Um, you can tell they're crewmen by the, like their simple kind of clothes. One of them has like a, a goofy little white sailor's hat on. And in just you flying around the darkness, staying away from the light, you catch these two crewmen. It look like they're rooting. It sounds better. It sounds like they're rooting through things. And the third. You can, you can hear them like wood bending beneath their feet as you clearly see Galahad. Looks like he is trying to climb across a tree that has kind of fallen down and is actually sharpened and stuck in the side of this, a piece of the ship that's sticking out of the water, like the front end of the ship, the bow. Um, okay. Uh, and in the midst of all this kind of shipwreck, you see one... Uh, one long wooden pole sticking out of the water, um, kind of lazily bending in the current, but there's a flag affixed at the top of it. It's just kind of waving in the breeze. You notice the icon or the iconography on the flag is the symbol of Drogma's wing. This is Drogma's wing ship. To set the scene, um, you've essentially seen this river that kind of thin bottlenecks and gets really wide. And in the wide spot, there are a bunch of these little sandy islands in the water. Um, and one of them, which is a little bigger than the rest, has a cannon mounted on it, like hidden in, in some dead trees. And then connecting, basically the, sh- the shore connects to this island through a bunch of wooden planks that have been kind of affixed to rocks and stuff over the water. And then they wrap around and there's a down tree that leads to the shipwreck. But you can clearly see that Galahad and two crew members are like rooting through stuff, looking for something. All right, uh, as, as I'm observing all this, I quietly kind of narrate what I see to everybody else. Um, it, I, I mean, I, Carolina, see the cannon on the map. Does Holly see it also? Yeah, I'm going to say anything in the light Holly is able to catch um, based on just sonar. And because one, it's really dark. Two, it's lit. So it's like kind of a beacon to you. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, one last thing before I, I kind of let her go and, and talk to Kothak. Uh, this stone tower over here, um, on the kind of dark side of it, uh, where uh, there are no lanterns and no lights, um, are there? Can I fly there and can I check if there are any like um, uh, openings, windows, uh, hole in the roof, anything like that, so that I could take a look inside the tower and see what's there? Roll me a perception check. Okay. Oh, Jesus, 11. 11. Okay, so flying around. Um, the tower goes up pretty high, um, 40 feet roughly. It doesn't quite break the, the, the height of the trees because this deep into the jungle, the trees are massive. Um, there are some windows openings, and you do notice that just with like your echolocation, there are also big holes in the structure. Like It's pretty ruined, and it's been here for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, anything I can say about what's inside? Do you want to go in? Yeah. I mean, it's a she's a fruit bat, so yeah. shouldn't be necessarily that suspicious. She is a creature that lives naturally in the jungle. Okay, let me do one thing. Ooh, okay. As a fruit bat, you fly in through this hole, and you immediately smell sulfur. Like sulfur and something that smells like it's burning. And in the middle of this tower, you can see that the doors are barred. Not because you can see that they're they're barred from the inside, they're barred on the outside. And you can tell because the light outside is casting light in and you can see where pieces of the wood have been broken. There's clearly a wooden bar. Something is being held in here. And in the middle of this, you can see a big mass of like goo and this kind of gelatinous goop that just reeks like acid. It smell it, the whole the inside of this tower smells super acidic and awful. Can I tell what can, can I tell what that is? Is that like Ro roll me an arcana check? I think. Oh god. Okay. Nope. I have no idea. That is a nine. A nine. Um, you don't know what this is, but like as you get close to it, your animal instincts are freaking the hell out. Um, like everything, all of Holly's senses are screaming danger at you. In this case, I'm going to, and but I don't see any people inside the tower. Just this gelatinous goop in the yep. in the middle. Uh, okay, then I am going to uh, fly her outside of the tower and poof her out. Um, okay, so as you fly her out through the window. Oh no. What is your, your perception was 10? You noticed this and thankfully you're able to poof out just in time. But you can see a person clinging to the side of the wall on the outside of the tower. And as they reach for like Holly and bat form, you can smell that acid, that sulfur getting so strong. And when they reach forward for Holly, the last thing you see is like a face that's half melted one half is this kind of weird gelatinous substance and inside you can clearly see bleached bone and the other half looks like a person and it's just reaching for holly and it vanishes right before this creature grabs you it looked humanoid oh shit i describe all of that to um everybody on the deck and uh do you do you have any idea what that was uh it, uh, the, the gelatinous creature and the 
melted body. What's that? Um, I've never heard of that. I look at the rest of, of my friends and, uh, do, do you know what that is? This Have you read about something like this? To me. Um, can I, from her description, can we make like a arcana a or like or some kind of check? Yeah. Um, anyone who would like to make an arcana or a history check, feel free, because you've all went to school, so this should be a thing that you might at least be able to kind of remember. Did I see that through my textbook? In a textbook, I... I didn't buy any textbooks, so... Well, no, yeah, I did. I no, I got a natural one again. I got a nine. Yeah, uh, come on, man. Uh, which, does it matter which one I roll? Arcana or history? Your culture. What it'll do is flavor how you know the information you learn. Are we dead set on going to that place? I mean, who knows? It might not be important what he's looking for. It could be like his his uh, wife's ring or something. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, Aurora said that it was an artifact that would be the end of all of us. So uh, I think maybe it is important. Okay. Maybe. Um. Did, so what were your roles? I got a 10 for a history roll. Okay. Nine. Nine? Mm. Natural one. Oof. Um, here's what I'll give you with a 10. Sulfuric and acidic. Those are two things that are heavily attributed with things that could be demonic, like abyssal, a demon, things like that. Um, and acidic. There's one creature that you hear a lot about, a gelatinous cube. Most wizards, you know about it because most wizards, like, they find one and then trap it and kind of use it like a garbage disposal. So they keep feeding it stuff and it keeps dissolving things and eating, but it just kind of, they're not really sentient. Um, like there's one in the academy, like in the bathrooms, like instead of like a septic tank, there is a job. Yes, Aww. that's perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's how you know about it. But when you think acid and like the, a sulfurous smell, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Uh... Oh, and uh, there is also a cannon pointing right at the part of the river that we would be sailing if we took the ship there, so I think we need to get on shore and walk. It's also pointing at the shipwreck. Oh, okay. This okay. is not good. Hey, Kothak, I got a quick question. <clears throat> is it possible, or what, is, what would you say if we, you know, rigged this bad boy to explode and just, like, shift on, roll on the river? Yay? Nay? I mean, we could. We have offloaded most of the goods, though. Ah. We could set it on fire and just keep it rolling down. Maybe it might hit a few people. And we sneak up on land? Yolanda, hmm. how many of them were there? I saw Galahad and two <laughs> other people, and they were searching for things. Also, they haven't, this they is, haven't I found it yet. No, but I think this is Drogma's wing ship. How do you know? There is a flag over it with the symbol. Well, it has to be one of our missing ships. As I mentioned before, we we've had a couple go missing. Um, we think that there we, we actually found one previously that was taken by the cult. I wonder if that would explain why they tried to pin the attack on the city on us. Okay. Uh... I mean, if there's something here connected to this cult, they might have had that ship in their possession and the crew yeah i was thinking because they're searching they're on the surface they're looking at the things that are sticking out of the water and 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 searching through them but 
a lot of the shipwreck is underwater. Um, How long does water breathing last? I'm pretty sure y'all still have water breathing like from earlier. Eight, eight hours. hours. Yeah, you definitely have Vapa's water breathing still. Nice. Yeah, so if... maybe we can like try the same approach as we did with the Herald. We can just uh, get down in the river and uh, and and travel through there. I'm just. I'm just kind of... But if that was one of your ships that they took, why would it be sunk? Why wouldn't they just keep the ship and sail it to wherever they needed to go? I guess someone else sunk it. Or something. Or it just, you know, ran into something, into some rocks in the water. It might have been just pure accident that it crashed. Maybe. Hard to say. Um... What if... I like the idea of us sneaking up on land. A ship is very noticeable. Especially mm -hmm. if they have a cannon, they'll just blow a hole in the hull and then let us sink here in the river. Then we're stranded. I like that too. We can also use the cannon against them if we could, like, swim underwater uh, around the shipwreck and get to the cannon that they have pointed at us. We could point it at them. And uh, I know that Galahad is... Uh, dangerous but he will be probably less dangerous if there is a cannonball flying at him at high speed yeah i mean good chance it, it might just take half of him away <laughs> <laughs> okay um i'm the sneakiest i could i could sneaky sneak all right i will i'll i'll anchor us a little closer to the shore and then we can kind of drop in and sneak through we'll leave the ship here i mean there's nothing really here valuable yeah that makes sense. Which um, shore did you want to enter on? And to clarify, to set the scene again, um, if you're looking downriver, the left side of the shore is where the camp is. The right side of the shore, there's more jungle. Jungle. Okay. I would say jungle because <clears throat> there is also a tower with a demon gelatinous cube in it, and I don't want to be in the vicinity of that. No. Ditto. That could be bad. Jungle it is. George, 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 George. Oh. <laughs> um, so Kothak pulls the ship to the shore and quietly anchors it down. Along with the rest of you, he begins to climb down into the water. Um, I'd say he would probably wouldn't go around the bend just in case someone could see the ship. Mm -hmm. And who would like to lead the way? Not me. The jungle is totally dark, by the way. Aside from the light you can see in the distance, that's the only way you can really tell exactly where you're going. Holly is on my head, holding onto my hair, and I am like her. Her little bat head is flat over my forehead, and I'm looking through her eyes. Okay, <laughs> like a little headlamp. Yep. Riley's gonna be in the middle because he can't see. So y'all gotta be at him. You can like hold on, to, hold on to my belt and just just follow me because I will be able to see what is happening just, with wait, a wait, Riley sandwich right now. Can you move when you're looking through Holly's eyes? Yeah, I just oh. can see through my own eyes and I can hear what she hears through her ears. So you are all being extremely loud right now. <laughs> you you found a loophole to the can't to the can't see can't hear. Um, Why do you uh, think she's a bat now? <laughs> so who can see the dark? I have 60 I feet of blind sight. Blind sight? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. Blind sight. 
No, I have dark vision. <laughs> that's like that's um, like daredevil shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm daredeviling this shit, and I, I since I mean Holly is my familiar, so I I think I might have this is probably not the first time I'm doing this, but um, it still can be probably a little bit disconcert like uh, disorienting because I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not seeing. I'm echo I'm I'm echolocating and I'm a human being, so this is probably yeah, not I a think, natural mode of perceiving the world. I think what it'll do is it'll let you know if things are moving and like you can get a sense of everything around you. But because mm -hmm. your your brain is in a bat's body and you're still kind of controlling your own body, um mm -hmm. you uh, do you think it's fair that like anything dex related is gonna be at disadvantage? Uh yeah, probably. So, like, self-check and stuff like that is probably going to be, unfortunately, a disadvantage for me. Okay. Um, all right. So, would you like to approach through the water or climb out in the jungle and make your way through the terrain? <clears throat> I say through the jungle. Water, right? We have water brain. Um, I have oh, a question. We do have water How brain. well lit is the water? Um, the water, it's not well lit at all. Um, just sticking your head under, you can't see very far at all. Okay. So that could be bad. Yeah, so basically we have a choice of going underwater and being much more difficult to detect. Uh, but on the other hand, we can't see shit. And I cannot take Holly with me underwater because she will be a dead bat in very short order. Uh, so so we, we don't see anything. Oh my god, like uh, a bat submarine. The rest of you is underwater <laughs> breathing. There's a bat floating on the water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she doesn't have water breathing, so so uh, <laughs> she she would be a very very drowned creature very quickly. Uh, yeah, so so underwater better for stealth, but we have a chance of like walking into something that kills us. Um, but if we go on land, we have a better chance of seeing things. On the other hand, they will be able to see us too, maybe. Okay. What if you split the park? <laughs> yes, please. I don't know which I don't know which I don't know which option uh, is better. <laughs> I would like to stay on the on the land so that if I like I can do something if, if something happens. Okay. I feel like if we're underwater, if something happens, we won't really be able to tell. Okay. So you basically use your water breathing to kind of swim across the river, make it to the other side, and then trek through the jungle. You're doing it silently, so can I get stealth checks from the group? Yes. And no I disadvantage. But you know what? I have a DM inspiration from last session, and yeah. I want to use it to not have disadvantage on the stealth check. That's a good idea. <laughs> just have a, to just have a straight roll. Uh, 12 plus 7. All right, I'm not using this dice anymore because I just got a natural one again. Oh, oh my God. God. I, I got a 10, so God this is not it. great. Yeah. Natural one, 10. Okay. Um, what would you roll? Fred? A 12 plus 7. 19. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's such a success. Here's what happens. Riley, how do you do something stupid and loud during this little stealth trek through the jungle? Like, what? Do, how does Riley mess up? I'm going to let you paint this. Okay, so we have to go through the water to get to the other side? Mm -hmm. Or probably, probably um, while we're wading through the water... Um, Riley probably hits like a patch of mud and it kind of sinks a little too deep for him. And he's like, oh, guys, guys, someone's got my foot. Can you guys help me? 
And then he, then just a little tug, it goes like, and he's like, never mind, I, I got it, I, I think. Red, you hear that echoing kind of through the jungle. What do you do to stifle it or not disguise it? Because you rolled so stupid high, I'm going to let it cover for the natural one. So the the thing that gets us caught or would have gotten us caught is I'm talking, right? Yep. Uh, let's see. How should I do this? I'm going to shove a piece of bread in his mouth. <laughs> oh, that is not what I was expecting. I... Yeah. I thought you were just going to shove my head underwater. Oh, no, no. We have water breathing. We do. We do. That would have been nice. But I'm just going to, I have I have, some, I have a piece of bread. I'm just going to right in your mouth. And it's our potato. It's, it's, so, it's going to be soggy because y'all were just swimming. Mm-hmm. Oh, soggy piece of bread. Uh-huh. Okay, so you like ram a, a soggy bread. That's disgusting. Yep. That's nasty. In Riley's mouth. Right as, so if you all look at the map on Roll20, you guys are on the shore directly across from this ship. Um, I've kind of dropped you into this little shoreline. Okay. And right as this is happening, it's right as you kind of reach the muddy shore and Red just quickly spins around and covers it up. And you hear from across the way, you hear um, a voice go, shh, shh, you hear that? And then you kind of stand in a bit of a panic. Dead silence. And it doesn't seem you've been found. Now, one thing with you all being so close to the shipwreck, as you kind of submer- as you emerge from the water on the other side of the shore and slowly creeped up through the jungle, you notice something that is eerie. Right here, the jungle is quiet. You notice that all the wildlife sounds have vanished. Okay. Well, how would you like to approach? Uh, if I creep like... 10 15 feet closer like to the edge to the to the to the edge of the the jungle uh, and the shoreline i will be yeah to the shoreline i will be within 60 feet of whatever the two of them are doing in the middle of this shipwreck and i will be able to perceive that um so i would like to do that to make sure that they are still searching that nothing changed that they haven't found anything um okay yeah, so you quietly move closer and just give me a perception check. Okay. Does everyone move with her or do you stay back further in the tree line? I'll stay where I am. Well, that would be a no, four. Uh, but oh, wait. wait, she... Uh, yeah, no, I rolled terrible. I, I, This is something super weird because I picked the bat specifically for its perception abilities and sharp senses and I am unable to roll anything above 10. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> 4. <laughs> are we all, like, clumped together? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Right now we are, but you can move where you want. So you said it's just silent? Yeah. All, that's what's eerie is all the wildlife sounds have vanished near but this when, shipwreck. But when we when we move and we like walk, we can hear that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what's that's what's scary is that you're making sounds, but that the cacophonous jungle near here isn't. That was like a silent spell or something, and mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Uh, <sighs> okay. Uh, how do we want to do this? Because we can. We, I, 
we can just fight them straight up. Uh, just just go around and uh, try to fire the cannon at Galahad and and attack the other two pirates. That's one thing we could do. What do you think about uh, that? Can we take them out stealthily? Is there any rowboats? Any what? Rowboats. We can do the Pirates of the Caribbean thing. <laughs> oh, way back? No problem. Rowboat. I'm yeah. going to propose that I sneak where the cannon is and just like fire it at the dude. Get um, and when I... that goes off, everyone get ready to fight. Okay, yeah, I can I can then cast Expeditious Retreat on myself as a bonus action to make sure I can get to them quickly. The other two can just shit on them from the bushes. So I think I think I need to stay where I am right now because um, I I can then use this log over here uh, to get close to the action uh, in one turn. Okay, I have rolled some dice and something is about to happen, but I want you all to do what you would like to do. I first. can I can do minor illusion and. 30 feet uh, from me, I can make a sound and make him look somewhere else. Maybe. So maybe we can do this. Uh, maybe we could do it like this. Um, Riley and me are going to stay here at this log, right? And the two and, and, and the rest of you can go uh, like maybe around or red. Are you going alone for the cannon? Yeah, I was going to go for the cannon. Okay, so to narrate this for the audience a little, um, you're all kind of sitting by a down tree that is stretched across the river and sitting on a, a big, big plank that is left over from the hull of the ship that's kind of floating on the water, probably suspended by some sort of little sandbar or something beneath it. Um, and you're debating running across this while Red goes underwater and swims to a cannon on the other side of the river that's mounted on a little sandy island. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Riley, get that... Minor illusion ready, just in case I get yeah. caught. Can you roll me a stealth check, Red? You bet your ass I can. Anyone who wants to move away out of the tree line towards the light is going to have to roll me a stealth check. By the way, while you were all discussing, one of you looked behind you and noticed that Kotak is not standing there anymore. <laughs> and when you turn around, you hear... And you look up, and you see that Kothak has kind of silently climbed up and up the tree next to you to get a better look. Oh. I just got a dirty 20. Okay, that's great. Um, so let's set the scene here. Now, I know it's getting a little late. Um, this I didn't expect this to go over to one more episode, um, but... It's all good. So you dip down into the water. Um, would, are you going around the shipwreck or through it? Um, around. Okay. While passing around the shipwreck, I need you to roll me a perception check. God damn it. That's negative two, man. That's that's a a dirty one. <laughs> oh no! Okay, Red. So you don't catch this, um, but to everyone else's horror, you're amazed that Red has just swim past it without even noticing. So, Red, you swim across the river um, in the kind of the, the practice water. You can't see very far, and maybe that's because or maybe that's why your perception was so low. The water is brackish, and as you're swimming, you're kicking up sand around you, so you don't see much. You see just enough to be able to swim around the outer edge of this shipwreck on kind of the um, eastern side of the river, and you do manage to make it over to the cannon. You silently climb out of the water onto a small wooden dock 
that is built up into the sand. And just across the river, you see Galahad, um, the person described by Aurora and the one that you all saw in your collective scrying vision. He's currently standing on the bow of the ship that is pe just barely peeking out of the water and he's prying apart a crate. And you hear him go, have you found anything yet? And across the way, no boss, nothing, nothing yet. Um, and he pries this crate open. And Red, you are so a chill runs down your spine. You, you all witness something happening right here where Galahad is standing at the water. And you're like, how did I swim past this? You see right at the surface of the water, a head start to emerge. Half of it is this kind of green gelatinous humanoid shape. And inside you can see a skull. God damn it. And Red, the other side of the face, you recognize it's one of the crewmen you kicked overboard that should have survived, that survived the encounter with all of you when you stole the ship. Oh. And this person leaps out of the water, lands on Galahad, and Galahad just starts screaming as this gelatinous stuff covering the skeleton. You can see it dissolving his flesh. Oh. Okay. So you said the person that's in there, are they alive or is it like they're being dissolved too? Um, half, like, it looks like the person is half dissolved. Okay. But like, there's no, there's no humanity in it. Almost like this gelatinous stuff is puppeting a skeleton. Okay. And it grabs, yeah, it grabs Galahad, starts to dissolve him and pulls him down into the water. And you hear the other two crewmen yell and look in that direction. And all around you, in the water, you start to see these kind of gelatinous crew members start climbing out from beneath the water of the shipwreck. And then that would be an initiative check. Thing they didn't go there. So we 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 should just leave. Like there's no purpose of us staying here. They don't get they don't get messed up. Just come back in like 24 hours and see what whatever's left is left. Let them die. I got um, an omelet for initiative. Okay. How many? You do not know. A lot. I got 15 for initiative. I'm counting 11 right now. Hello, pirates, and thanks for sticking around. Our theme song, titled A New Hero in Town, was created by Kevin McLeod. Now, we use his work a lot throughout our production. So be sure to check out in Computech Music for more of his great work. Our ambient tracks for this episode were created by Sword Coast Soundscapes, which you can find on YouTube or Bandcamp. I'll also link them in our episode description for you. In addition, we've also begun using In addition, we have also begun working with tracks from Dark Fantasy Studios, just to kick things up a notch. We'll be dropping episodes for this show during the off weeks of the main feed, as usual. So you can get double the Aspiron in the same amount of time. Also, we've moved from Fridays to Mondays. So you can start off your, you know, crappiest day of the week with a nice dose of Aspiron. Stay healthy and see you soon.
home. You may occasionally hear a creature scuttling across the floor. That's kaboom whenever you hear it. It's actually my rabbit, but... Even when we're not on the boat? Yep. He's Wait, everywhere. who actually believes it's a ghost? I know I do, and someone else failed their, th- their throw last time. I feel like I wasn't there for that conversation. Wait, for Wait, you told me it was the ship was haunted. Ah, it was them two. It was Red and you. Yeah, they yeah. think it's haunted. And I don't Neil, think I was. Neil said that it was haunted as well, and we yeah. believed him. Yeah, we believed them. Y'all believed them. I don't think I was there when you guys. I don't. That I think I was in my room somewhere else. At no, no, you were definitely there, Sim, because someone succeeded, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, it's haunted." It definitely wasn't me. I think I was oh, with might have been me. Papa. I know I, I don't believe in haunted. <laughs> so I don't even. I don't know about this ghost. I don't know about anything because i think i was with vapa or i was like fucking with sh- like some magic shit like the runes on the side of the boat or something just saying oh no i gotta clear this out okay i got an idea that may be stupid or no it's not stupid so but do you guys might not come think that's a good idea though is if she wakes up we can just be like yo act like you wanted them and we can bamboozle them um I mean, I'm gonna say no since she has no memory of. Wait, do we know if she has memory of? We could easily just be like, she, oh, she already told us that she was afflicted. Yeah, no, but she said the yeah, last but... thing she was going to the dock. Yeah, so she won't, she might not remember any of that. She won't know how she acted towards them. She doesn't know yeah. anything she did, so if they call her out or anything. Well, if she doesn't have any memories of what she was doing while she was afflicted, then first of all, it means that she probably doesn't have useful information for us. And, second, and also means you can't slap her. So It also means that you can slap her. And does not earn that. Slap her. Exactly. I'm not going to slap her. I'm going to stab her. It's oh, not a fatal slap. Okay. No, you can't hurt her at all. Why not? She hurt. Okay, We're still on this. Under the influence. Like... I Red is like eye for an eye, damn it! It's just not fair. <laughs> she gets to stab, but I don't get to stab. I mean, I got it's shot with an arrow, one. but I'm not. I'm not. I'm looking for. I I, I look at him and I what, say, I her can. That shot you? Huh? Tomato, tomato. No, see, it's not the same. We have the actual person who still didn't mess those guys up. We even let them go. I can show uh, you some anger management uh, meditation techniques that my teacher taught me. Maybe uh, this will help with the stabbing urges. It's not really anger, it's just more of a... That's worse! <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's more of a homicide? If we're opening up to you guys, I'm done. I storm off. I mean, I get stabbing somebody because you're... Is this real? Is furious? This real? I love that this is in character. I don't get stabbing somebody. Oh, he walked off, okay.